Hey everybody, Golden here, jumping ahead of this episode to kind of go over some show news and some podcast news. Um, as you see, we're uh, back in action again after a couple of months hiatus, uh, just taking a little bit of a break, especially with real world stuff going on. Um, but we're going to be back with some more steady uh, episodes, um, especially with 7.2 looming. Uh, we want to get some more, you know, state of the class for each uh, class sections. And we'll just kind of discuss uh, the thoughts going into 7.2 in brief. And I always say that this brief episodes, which I always going to try to get to more now, um, but then also having on people from the community to where you can follow for something that's more stable, more updated. Uh, we're probably going to be going to more of a spread out for so we get a couple burst episodes here or there. Uh, within like maybe a month's period, we'll have uh, all the specs, hopefully at this time now, uh, with people from the community coming on and just giving a little bit of brief intro. And then uh, throughout the each tier or each uh, setting with more major news coming about, uh, then we'll have them back on for a little bit more of a discussion. So we, there will be large breaks in between sh- uh, show groupings, so just be prepared for that. But uh, we will always be back and keep going strong uh, with the show in general. So uh, sit back and, and enjoy this episode of Monk Crab Podcast, and uh, thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome back to Monkcraft Podcast. I'm your host, Golden, and today we finally found a brewmaster slugging around and bringing out of retirement, I guess you can say. And uh, back, as always, a pleasure to have you is uh, Rig Naros from uh, Blood Legion. How are you doing today, Rig? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's been a minute since I've been on here, but uh, glad to see the podcast still doing its thing. And, you know, just hoping to hop on here and talk about brewmasters a little bit. I, uh, have been raiding for quite a while. Just got back into it, uh, enjoying Legion for the most part, but not so much on the Brewmaster side of things in specific. Kind of uh, actually maining my Demon Hunter right now because I uh, leveled both that and my Monk up front and just really wasn't feeling the Monk and just kind of pretty much been primarily playing my Demon Hunter. Yeah, and so I guess, you know, to recap on most people out there that aren't really in the raid scene or remember hearing in the whisper in winds and I know I want I want to touch this subject just a tiny bit probably later on uh, mainly towards when we talk about 7.2 items um, but in relation to uh, blood legion you know kind of hanging it up I guess in the competitiveness um, where are you guys at right now I know you mentioned that you're getting back into a little more of a casual rating atmosphere but um, just for all the you know blood legion fans out there that maybe want to know a little more information outside the ones that you know follow you or watch you on twitch uh, do you have like any more information on the plans and where your goals are for coming forward with Blood Legion? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we took, uh, you know, we, we, we quit rating hardcore uh, a while back and then uh, we started up a little kind of a casual reboot at the end of last year. And then uh, it kind of fizzled out um, whenever, you know, WAD, it just, I don't know, it didn't really have like the staying power that we wanted. And then on top of that, like, you know, personal stuff coming up and, and, and things like that. So, we kind of just put a chill on that for a little bit. And then once Legion came out, we actually got quite a bit more interest from the guild. And we've been uh, going back with the casual approach here for several months now. Um, we're just raiding weekends at the moment, Friday and Saturday nights, because, you know, I started college and uh, like a couple of the other guys that, uh, you know, key members and stuff for, you know, uh, just real life catching up more or less. But uh, we're trying to do the whole weekend thing instead of the weekday. And hopefully that'll, uh, you know, produce some better results. So right now we're three out of 10 mythic, uh, night hold. I think we're probably we're pretty close to getting, uh, four out of 10 there. 
just kind of taking it. I mean, the, 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 the beauty of being casual is you can just, you can honestly take it at whatever pace you want. You know, there's no, there's no pressing, you know, guilt whenever it comes to, you know, getting in all the mythic plus 15s on your alts and doing the daily emissaries. You know, there are plenty of times where I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like doing dailies and it's fine. I don't have to grind AP. It's whatever, you know And I mean? It's a, uh, it just, it lets you enjoy the game a little bit. So that's a plus. And uh, as far as Legion as a whole, I think that it's, uh, it's very good from a casual standpoint. I know there are plenty of people that have gripes, whether it be the legendary system or the AP grind or what have you. But, you know, speaking as someone that's been playing since vanilla, the vast majority of the time in a very hardcore, in a very hardcore setting, um, I'm really happy with where Legion is right now, and hopefully we can keep this whole casual train riding on the weekends for quite some time. And and I, you know, myself being, it's just kind of funny because we're both casual now. <laughs> we're, both, we're like both in, you know, I mean, I was never in really a top tier, you know, mostly like kind of that edge, like 50 to 100 guild range. But yeah. um, it's just very interesting that we're both like casual players now that we don't really put in as much effort as we used to. But do you feel having that time of like taking a break, stepping back, and going back in, do you think that Blizzard is mainly is targeting more towards a casual raider than they are a hardcore raider? I know there's a whole AP grind. Yeah, you know the well ideas behind it and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, like I would actually make the argument that the AP grind is focused more towards, you know, you just grind very loosely as well. But it's very much focused. It's focused more so on the casual side of things because, especially after stopping hardcore raiding, you're able to get a little bit more perspective because realistically, looking back at it. When you're doing the really hardcore stuff, you get you, you you kind of approach the game with blinders on. Like you don't really look at the bigger picture. You look at what affects you, and primarily that. And uh, you know you don't get to you know and anybody that can you know uh, digest the bigger picture, they're going to be able to see that pretty much all the changes, the vast majority of changes at least, Blizzard makes to this game are to impact you know the majority of players, the 90%, the 95%, wherever you want to draw the line. But, you know, I mean, it's uh, they obviously do make balance changes for the the top-end guilds, but the, the, the majority of the game and the direction of the game is focused on the casual players because they're the players that are going to be, that have been sticking around longer, you know, been playing since the beginning. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a numbers game. You know, you have millions of casual players where you have thousands of hardcore, hardcore players. So, I mean, it's, it's just a, you know, makes most sense from a business decision as far as, you know, how they approach it. But uh, I, I definitely like how important it is that you always kind of have something to do. It doesn't feel like WAD where you just log on, you do your garrison missions and you raid, and that's really it. Now you've – Mythic Plus, probably the best change that I think this game has had since I can remember. I really enjoy Mythic Plus as it gives you, you know, the ability to, you know, not have to worry about getting 20 people together, 25 people, 30, you know, however, if you're a mythic or a heroic raiding guild, what have you. But, you know, you can just have your little group of five friends and push high keys and, you know, you, you get the whole EP value. You get the, you can also get the loot now. There, you know, tons of rewards tied into that. So, I mean, I think they've done a superb job as far as, you know, direction of the game. I mean, I, I, I will point out i do not include class balance in that statement <laughs> what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah that's just but I, mean, I agree with you though as you know just with the mythic plus you know i think it's a great stopgap for a lot of guilds too that have 21 players on the roster and can't really do these 30-man group you know friends and you know funnel gear grinds that people are doing you know, and heroic, you know, kind of doing like the double runs or the or the six runs to get pe funnel people loot. 
Um, having the Mythic Plus allows people to get loot that is comparable to raiding or even better than some raiding uh, gear and then uh, allows it, them to progress even faster. So it is, I, I agree with you. I think it's a boo, it's a, a boon, not what is it, boon, I think maybe I was saying the wrong word. Well, it's a plus for the raiding community as a whole, not just the um, edge guilds. But um, I think the main thing that I've been hearing from a lot of people is just the grind of having to do them turns, you know, it's always like that though. When you grind something, it, the fun factor slowly deteriorates. Where yeah. the less you do it, you know, maybe if you do five or six a week on a weekend or on a Sunday, then that's it. But most people are doing like 12 or 15 on a day, you know, feels more like a job. And I think that's the the whole kind of burnout factor that I see a lot of guilds happening, you know, most recently with, the, you know, Midwinter, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I to tack on to that, I mean, like, I, I do agree with you from a hardcore perspective. I think this X-Pack is overly demanding. But again, I just, you know, I can't emphasize enough just how if Blizzard's going to have to make the choice, which they've done time and time again, they're going to choose the greater whole as opposed to, you know, the, the, the vast, this, you know, such a small minority of the hardcore Raiders. And if that, there's always going to be top guilds. And if that, if these changes to like the AP and legendaries and all this stuff, and I'm, I'm sure all this stuff's getting adjusted and, and whatnot, but uh, I think I've read in a couple of places that, you know, sub numbers are higher than they were at this point in the WAD expansion. I can't say I'm surprised, but I mean, it's, you know, comparing to WAD, but at the same time, it, it, it does show you that it kind of gives people a little bit more incentive to stay active instead of just experiencing the initial, you know, a patch. They would always have a boost in subs on a major patch, and then it would decline, you know, at whatever rate. You know, I can't, like, throw a number out there, but, you know, somewhat quickly in a lot of the graphs that we were used to see when they were still releasing them. But I think they've had a little bit more staying power this time around. And, uh, you know, it has probably came at the expense of the hardcore guilds. But, again, that's just, it's you know, for the greater good, I think. Mm -hmm. um, now, getting into that, too, in the hardcore guilds, because, you know, I want to touch on some of this overall arcing hardcore rating stuff, because I know you, you always have a great opinion from the perspective of a world first guild and you know, you've been in kind of some controversy with other guilds doing a little crazy stuff. I remember, what is it? Uh, the map, map hacking in Cthulhu, uh, to get the extra loot right, yeah, from that. that. And then there was the, the Serenai bombs from yeah, Lich King stuff. And then mm -hmm. the, the, the biggest, probably more recent one was when the LFR came out in dragon soul yeah. and like uh, top guilds got banned at mm -hmm. that point and things of that nature. Yeah. So you, you have more of an understanding of, you know, People always find a way to get that extra 0 0.01%, especially going for world first. So what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, with the ideas going out there of people, you know, purchasing strategies for real life money uh, going on out there? There's some rumors of that from an Exorcist member going to another guild and actually giving them the strategy to defeat an uh, end boss. Um, also, I think it was Fusion getting banned for um, for, for cheating as well. Um you know, doing like a hearth hearth cheat on one of the bosses. Yeah, it was Star Augur with a monk, I think it was. Yeah. But uh like, yeah, what, I mean, what stuff are your like thoughts that. about like that I mean, is it just that that's a bad apple that ruins the bunch type of mentality? Or do you think it's just, you know, people are just do anything they can and if they can get away with it, they will? Uh I think it's a little mix of both, to be honest. I mean, like you're always gonna have you know, it's like, you know, I've heard uh, you know, some of the guys in the guild we refer to it as like progression rating and wow, while it is competitive uh you know it's also kind of like the wild wild west where it's just kind of like almost anything is fair game you just have to you know 
you pick your, you know, you, you, you make your decisions and you live with them regardless of the outcome. Like you look at the Helia thing where they were, you know, bugging out the breath and things like that. And then you can make the argument of, you know, how that is different than doing it on Archimond or, you know, things like that. And I mean, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about like things where it comes <laughs> at the end of the day, it comes down. I'm not kidding. Literally. I mean, at the, but at the, at the end of the day, it comes down to blizzard and it's, it's entirely subjective. There is never going to be, unless someone wants to come out and make some formal league with defined rules. And even if you did that, I think it would be nearly impossible to implement, but, uh, or to, you know, to not necessarily implement, but to enforce would be a better way to put it. But again, it's at the end of the day, all this stuff is completely subjective and it's up to blizzard what they decide they're going to allow or not. You know, you can go back and you can look at Siege Crafter Black Fuse where we had rogues that were shadow stepping back onto the conveyor belt while they had the debuff. Now, was it intended for them to be back up there? No, because they had the debuff. They weren't supposed to be able to go back in there, but we would have them shadow step back up there and it would circumvent, you know, rogues are just well suited to do that job. So we were just having them do that. And we would have hunters disengage back up there and things of that nature, you know, and it's just like, well, was that intended? No. Did Blizzard decide to do anything about it? No. But then, you know, you have stuff like the Garajal spell steal uh, that Vodka did that they were able they and Mogu vaults. Did they get punished for that? No. You know, did it get hot fixed immediately after they did it and require us to be the first guild that killed it legit? Yes. I mean, it's just, and then, you know, I could, again, like Spine of Deathwing. We were on the last tendon of the last plate uh, before anybody even killed it with a strat that did not involve stacking rets, rogues, or anything. We just had a basic raid comp in there. We were in the fight much longer than it ended up being done with. So, I mean, it, it's like uh, we were doing way more pops than the strat uh, ended up using. Like, after they changed it, you had to do the whole rogue, ret, mage stacking and stuff. But the point I'm getting at here is just, just like, you know, they ended up changing that. We had to redo our entire strategy. And, you know, you, you, you're – look at the monk on Star Augur, you know. And it's just like while you can argue that it's very obvious – I will tell anyone that's in that situation, like whenever you figure something out like that, it's always a risk and it's something that you just have to ask yourself, are you willing to live with the consequences and, you know, let it ride. But on the flip side of that, the top guilds, for the most part, they're usually going to have the skill to overcome something regard, you know, they're not going to need to cheese the fight to be able to kill it. And, uh, you know, look at exorcist and hell. Yeah. I can promise you they would have been able to kill it. They would have, uh, without doing it, they just, you know, figured it out. And it's, it, it is kind of sad that blizzard, because I, I know that they watched the top guilds during progression, how that wasn't caught and fixed during progression is kind of beyond me. Uh, but at the same, you know, it's, it's a, it's a two way street. So again, it's the decisions you make, you're going to have to live with them. And that's, you know, you just have to, it's just part of it, man. You got to, it's a lot of risk versus reward. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I, I think the one thing, too, just to mention from a previous show that we had on when we had, you know, Just Wait was on, you know, a long time ago. And he was talking about, you know, being in there working on an encounter and having it change the next time you wipe and completely being different because Blizzard noticed something. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. And, you know, from, you know, first world, literally world first Raiders, the first time the boss has ever been attempted in a normal setting. You know, PTR, you kind of get these little... Uh, you know, segments of the boss fights or you get them very specific because of the gear that's available or just the, the raid comp that's available. But when you actually get into, you know, the real world, real world aspect of it and having a boss completely change because 
they maybe didn't like the counter on that on a spell or they didn't like that you were able to use a mage to go out of range and not you know an ice block or something like that back in the day you know things like of that nature it's coming and like you said the siege crafter seems almost like that was you know one of the tools to it as well as is to use that because you know you could do was windwalker monk you could uh uh, transcend it's up there um as well so it was kind of one of those items to where you know they did fix some things and fixed other things they didn't really touch on um and uh yeah definitely good getting your thoughts though on on especially with the current controversies that are going on right now with uh, a lot of these especially this tier where these last two tiers seem like the most that i've seen as far as guilds getting punished but then it could be also with the you know um ian uh Hazakosis being the game you know director now or the, the lead game designer. Um, yeah, that definitely I, it has, could be him. Just I, saying, I think that has a lot to do with it for yeah, sure. Because being is, a, you is, know, a raid encounter person, he's just going to you know make sure the raids are doing away, but making sure you're in charge of the entire game as a whole, striking down on these people that are doing these exploits versus people that are you know are not achieving it. You know, I think there was one too was the artifact power exploit. I think that's been a while since we've been on and talked about that. Um, you know, another thing that people were doing, you know, getting extra artifact power. You know, then what happens is it gets rolled back, and it sucks for them spending all that time and all that artifact power is gone. Um, and we'll we'll get into that to a seven point two with the artifacts as well. But uh, I think this is a good point to to jump into uh, the main topic of the of the show, which is brewmasters. And like you did mention, um, you are currently you know doing the uh, demon hunter, but uh, you for, for for a long time a champion of brewmasters. Um, you know, playing it mostly throughout their inception i think there was only a few raid tiers that you swapped away i think it was to the druid and a warrior death knight. No, it was a death knight and i death, oh, death i initially knight. Yeah, yeah i started i started mop out on the death knight for like the for mogu vaults and then i made the swap to uh or that whole first tier on my death knight. i made the swap to my monk in throne of thunder and then played it all the way from throne of thunder until the end of wad uh, for the most part, I mean, I was on a different, like if there was like you know a specific fight that were a different, yeah. like you know, mm-hmm. I would I would maybe swap on a fight for fight basis, like but very seldom. I mean, I was on the monk for the vast majority of the time, and I mean, the most fun I ever had playing it was in mop, uh, and I mean I, I like I'm not going to deny <laughs> being biased to an extent, but I mean it's uh, I I think the class probably was at its pinnacle and i mean like you could have an argument that they were overpowered that's why it was, was it fear was that your favorite fight uh probably lay shin actually oh, was shin. my favorite fight doing the monk on i mean it mm-hmm. was it was really really strong and well suited for a monk and I mean, rod in was fun also solo tanking that and doing tons of damage and things like that but uh <laughs> yeah i just uh i don't this i mean even even going into wad i still really enjoyed the monk and the most fun i've ever had in the game has been playing my monk uh, however, with the changes this expansion, I just I know I mean I, I know some people do enjoy it, but I will admit the vast majority of people that I have talked to do not enjoy it. You know, and I mean like I had a list of all the things that have changed. I mean just to run through it super quick. I mean from mop to wide, we lost clash and avert harm, which was I I was I was salty about losing clash. I thought that was a pretty neat ability, but you know it's whatever. We lost two abilities. Uh, you know, two major abilities and the ability printing it wasn't that big of a deal, but the difference between 
Wad and now, you know, I mean, no dizzying haste, no jab, no shuffle, no blackout kick, no elusive brew, no touch of death, no guard, you know, expel harm changed, grapple weapon, that's not there. Uh, you don't have Zwin as like an offensive choice anymore. Uh, you know, a lot of talent changes, no more serenity, no chi explosion. Uh, your Fort Brew's on a seven minute cooldown. And, you know, you always have the people that are like, oh, well, you have all this synergy that reduces your brew time. And it's just like, yeah, but there are some situations where you just, you know, having that be on a seven minute cooldown is a liability. And it's like, you know, I understand that the design, you know, it's supposed to make it more, I guess, interactive and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's a lot of extra work for no real, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to do all this to get your shield wall to get reduced to the point that a normal tank shield wall is. I mean, it's just, it seems kind of excessive to me. And I, I think my biggest gripe with the class in general is just the fact that it has no chi. Like you just have all these mm -hmm. abilities that you you press that are just on a timer cooldown. You know what I mean? Like you breath of fire. It uses no energy. It just goes on cooldown and it's it's time based. Like iron you know what I mean? Iron like skin that. brew. You know. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of like the new you know shuffle where you just like roll iron skin brew yeah. and things like that. And I mean like I, I I don't know. I just I I I enjoy the I enjoyed the dual resource management of the monk. A lot. And I mean, you could make the, there are plenty of people that make the argument that, oh, well, the brews are also a resource. I mean, like, I don't think that they're in the same category as chi because it's just, and especially once you get a lot of haste, I think most people are just like rolling iron skin brew 100% of the time, mostly, you know, and I mean, like you can spec iron, uh, black ox brew, which is on like a 90 second cooldown and just refill your charges and, you know, you get a lot of haste and depending on your talent build, I mean, like you have a very high uptime on iron skin brew. It's like, where is the thought process and you know i mean there's, there's less decision making and i mean like that's one of the reasons i i wanted to play dk and now they've even kind of right now there's only one dual resource tank true dual resource tank and that is death knight and they've even changed the runes from being like unholy frost and blood to being just all death runes i'm pretty sure uh you correct me if i'm wrong i haven't played my dk much but i'm pretty sure that's how it was when i was uh checking out earlier um, if that's wrong, I'm going to go ahead and pull the casual card, but I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's, it, it hurts me because especially with the inception of demon hunter, you have six tank classes now. Mm -hmm. Like what is the need for all of them to be so basic? You know what I mean? It's just like, mm -hmm. I understand their appeal to want to get, you know, newer players to play something. Anytime somebody new comes up to me and they're like, Hey Rig, what do you want me to tank on? I'll always recommend it's just I refer to the Druid as like the Fisher Price tank class. You know, it's like my first tank. It's like this just you need to play a druid, man. You can just kind of stand there and you know, just use your range of mitigation. Yeah. I mean it's just that that's what you need to start out with. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I you know, I've 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 tweeted to Celeste line more times than I'd like to count, just like, you know, leave leave brewmasters a little bit more in the complex field of things you know it's just like dual resource at least and, and things like that and uh i mean there are some good changes to monks you know and like i'm not sitting here trying to say that you know the sensational hyperbole where the sky is falling and it's a dead class they're viable people use them on progression and they're just like they have been for every expect they're going to get stronger each tier because they scale well yeah but it's just I feel like just the fun factor is greatly diminished for me. And I know a lot of the other people that I've talked to feel the same way. Yeah. There was one uh, discussion today um, on, uh, and I forgot the name of the, the show. Um, boss something. I forgot. I, just went, I drew a blank now. Final um, boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Final boss. 
and they're talking it was the like the one of the world first you know tanks episodes ones that they usually do after that stuff's over um mm-hmm. after the world first and they were just uh mentioning that uh, every tank is viable that and i think that's the one of the aspects of what they're to me what they're trying to do is they're trying to make every class and every spec the same so it doesn't matter what you play that you're always going to have a spot at least in most roles or in most guilds and raids um and you know it's like that you know bring you know you've always had the mentality you know bring the player not the class right because you're always if you have a good player it doesn't matter what they're going to be on they're going to be good it doesn't matter what role they're going to play you can count on them to do that now it seems like that people are going to be saying oh well i like playing x class or x uh spec then you can play that because it's good. It doesn't matter what you play. Um, it's going to be a good class to play. And with, like you mentioned, with removing some of the aspects of how the brewmaster was performed or, or played, made it to where it's more of just managing managing uh, spell cooldowns rather than resources. But there's no real need for a resource almost. And that's how I get when I play as well, is that the resources aren't as... Um, you know, intensive as they used to be. Um, it de- you know it was definitely when I first started playing Brewmaster it was definitely a little bit interesting in, in this uh, expansion. Um, just took me a little bit a while to get caught up, but um, I definitely like it myself just because of the additional talents that are in there, um, and then it's just a little more interesting, like explosive keg. I just really like that ability uh, for like you know group damage and uh, mob uh, grabbing as well. Um, but so your overall thoughts are that they've kind of dumbed down tanking. Uh, no, be, I, would, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily dumbed down. I think that, and I do agree that they're probably trying to go for a more like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, at the same time, I can make an argument that like, they're kind of trying to make each tank class like a little bit more niche and still viable at the same time. I think my biggest gripe with the brewmaster isn't that, you know, it's, it's, it's homogenized or anything like that. I think it's just like, they tried to get too fancy with it and in turn it ended up making it less fun i mean and obviously this is my opinion but it's i i feel like it's a pretty popular opinion in this in the sense of a lot of the older brewmasters and stuff like that that i've talked to you know i've just been like yeah man i agree with you and things like that like it's just i don't it, it, you, I mean look at it. you only you have two abilities that use energy you you have tiger palm and keg smash your rushing jade win your uh breath of fire you know, and, and, and think like all this stuff is just, you just press it and that that's it. And, you know, and then it's like, they changed the, the change to expel harm and no guard. You know, I think it, it's, it's, it's not necessarily any one thing. It's just like the combination of things is kind of what just kind of pushed me over the edge of just saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm playing a demon hunter instead. Like, because just on, you know, no, no guard was a really big, no chi, no guard. And I mean, you could probably limit it if you were going to really try and, you know, dial it down to single out the biggest issues. I think that it would kind of rely there because here's the thing. Like, I play my Demon Hunter. It feels so nice as a tank to be able to give yourself that self-healing, whether it's in the form of an absorb or a heal. You know, like you can spec into uh, Soul Barrier. I mean, I'm, I'm horrible with spell names, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is on the the, the Demon Hunter and, and things like that. You know, and it's just like, you know, and you're a warrior, you can ignore pain and get this huge absorb. And, it, you know, if you're not doing that, you can shield block, you know, and it's just like, Monk, you just iron skin brew. And then the way they've changed expel harm, it's not necessarily even going to be up all the time. You've got to wait to proc the healing spheres to be able to use it. And then it, you know, it sucks them all in from around you and things like that. And it's just like, I just, as a tank, and I, I don't know if they're trying to do it to make healers more involved and the tank less involved, 
but I feel like they should be able to find a balance that allows the tank to still be involved with his survivability directly from a healing perspective, like with self-healing. I just, there's no real reason that a monk shouldn't have guard. If it was too overpowered, dial down the coefficient on it. You know, it's just like, I don't, and it's there in PVP, the spell still exists. And it's just, that was a really big, just, it just feels wrong. You know, like whenever you, you pull a huge pack or something and it's getting real dicey and it's just like, let um, me just keep my iron skin brew up and keep purifying, you know? And it's just like, oh, well, you, you know, you don't have that, you know, super absorb once, you know, make it a minute cooldown. I don't care, but give you the option. Now that, oh, and a fuse. I forgot about that. Like you want to talk about like a worthless ability. When are you going to effuse? I mean, it, it heals for shit and it's a cast that, you know, it, it, that uses energy. So I guess that's a, that's a third ability that uses energy, but you don't really, you're never going to find a place to use that. And it's just like, at least make a talent that was like the old healing touch on bear druids where you proc and you could healing touch yourself in bear form for a lot, make some synergy with a fuse since that's your self heal at this point. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like a lot of times I just feel like there's too many hands in the cookie jar with like, as far as who's, you know, what they're trying to do like with a class. And this is a prime example of the outcome. Now, when you're talking about like, you know, the abilities being changed or just overall uh, difference between how they are and how they are now and how the class interacts, the one thing that I have a question on, and I think this is a good thing to, to talk about, is a lot of stuff that I see going with the stagger and how people are using a stagger now to be what the monk is solely based on, you know, getting up to these five million removed damage staggers you know people solo tanking gul'dan um you know all this crazy stuff that's going on right now um do you think that if blizzard <laughs> i mean do you I mean I, I think they would probably destroy the class if they change stagger but do you th i do you think this is gonna be a problem just because of how monks uh you know, the reason it's getting up to like so much stagger removal as a result yeah. of how monks are scaling versus the ability or do you think that stagger needs to be put back into check because you know a lot of these things adding you know 40 percent stagger or you know increasing the you know this the amount delayed and things like that do you think right it is going to be uh, i i definitely think it's going to be adjusted I, yeah i mean it will it's like the whole scaling issue just because of how the stagger fun, i mean they've they've held on to the stagger fundamental as far as like how the monk delays its damage that's been there since day one and like it's just it's a very strong foundation as far as like you know active mitigation you know we've changed from doing shuffle to doing iron skin brew but the, the 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 foundation is still the same you're staggering the damage you're delaying x amount of damage up front and spreading it out over and that's extremely strong and it's always going to be strong as long as it exists it would not surprise me a bit of, i mean i would actually almost say you can bank on like it's it will get adjusted i'm not going to sit here and say like nerfed but i think it will get you know probably nerfed but i mean yeah it's it's going to be looked at in some way shape or form i mean my pipe dream is they will just try and – I doubt a rework's going to happen mid-X-Pack, but hopefully, you know, going into whatever the next expansion is, they kind of revisit how Monk was and maybe try and come to some sort of compromise between how it is now and how it used to be because, again, like, Monk is extremely viable, and I don't want anybody that's listening to this podcast to sit here and try and think that I'm saying it's inferior or – incapable of doing current content it's absolutely like you said it's absolutely capable of doing current doing current content my gripe is just the dual resource removal 
and just the overall fun factor. I know that's kind of like just a buzzword to an extent, but I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. It's just not as fun to me. And do you think like you in the rework, what would you, what was the main thing you would do? Just bring back Chi as a component of resource management or would you, I mean, what exactly would, if you had like say, Hey, Hey Rick, we want you to give us your inputs. What's the one thing that you would like to change in Brewmaster to make it uh, like a more enticing to you or to what you think it should be? Um, I think, I mean, the, the two things that I kind of pointed out as being my two biggest gripes, those would be like immediate changes. That would be like where I would start. I would re-implement Chi as a dual resource for the tank. Um, you know, th- there's plenty of talents like, uh, oh, I didn't even mention this. I'm glad that you asked that question. You know, you get into like the traits in the artifact weapon and how just like, I think monk tanks have one of the more lackluster uh, talent trees within their artifact weapon. I mean, it's just kind of perplexing to an extent. You know, I mean, like, look, let's look at your fortify. You know, you have three golden traits. Your one golden trait where the brew stash, which started out total ass, they finally buffed it because I think it was like one point for two seconds or something. They buffed it to a 4.5 second uh, of 10% dodge. Makes sense. I mean, that's that that one's decent. Uh, the Breath of Fire one's okay, but the, the biggest gripe I have with the Monk one, I mean, I mean, the Breath of Fire one, I say okay very loosely. I don't think it's strong enough to be a gold trait. I mean, but it's not as bad as it's overshadowed by just how bad fortification is. Now, let's start, let's let's just start with... The fact that your Fort Brew is on a seven-minute base cooldown. Yes, it's going to be reduced, but it's seven-minute base. That's a problem in itself. And then on top of that, like your gold trait, when you activate Fort Brew, it gives you 25% dodge for 21 seconds, okay? So it's just like you press Fort Brew, which is basically like a last stand plus a shield wall, and now you have dodge on it. So it's kind of like the most counterproductive gold trait you could imagine. Why do you want dodge when you're already taking major like amounts of reduced damage on top of having lots more HP. You don't need the dodge. Like have it be something to address some of the shortcomings that the class is. I could look, I looked at this within five minutes of going through the monk uh, artifact weapon tree upon like Legion launch. And I just said, they, they, they definitely missed the, they, they, they missed the the target here. Uh, but as to get back to your question, I know I'm like a, on a soapbox here, but the main things I would do, like I said, change it back to having Chi give monk an ability to, Either, either work in a fuse, uh, put expel harm back to be more reliable, or I think giving guard back to the monk is absolutely viable. Even if that means trimming down other areas of the class, just being able to have some sort of burst self-heal, regardless of, you know, again, like it, they can nerf the, the cooldown on it or the coefficient to keep it from being OP or whatnot, but soul barrier on a, a demon hunter uh, or she'll uh, ignore pain on a warrior. I mean, these are both very similar things that they have at their disposal. Whereas a monk, it's not even an option anymore. So, I mean, like they start there, that's kind of gives it back a little bit more of its, its feel that the people have been used to for several years now. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense, especially with, uh, you know, a fuse. And, you know, I think a lot of that has just has to do with, you know, just the feeling of how monks used to be where you could, especially like Chi Wei, for instance, you could get a lot of self-healing off of that or, you know, being able to have a fuse almost heal you up completely, like from one a fuse. Um, and then yeah, I think a lot of that tied into like resolve and vengeance, though, scaling with yeah. like heals. So like and, that and being you, gone plays yeah. a part in like it being lackluster. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
Do you think that's also a lot of it too has to do with just how they changed, you know, removed resolve where it was giving you more of like a, I guess not like a, um, a response, but fee, uh, like a feel, but more of the more that damage you're taking or the more tanking you're doing, the more powerful you're getting. And then also the more that you can you know sustain these large hits, but then also be able to feel like you can actively mitigate them yourself without having the need of an outside source. Does that like, you know, you yeah, don't have to I, worry about like a healer giving you a spot heal because, you know, oh, I'm going to take this damage. I can heal myself really quick be- before they have to do like use an instant heal on you. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that uh, of, of, I don't know how much I would put a percent on it, but I would say the majority, just how much of the majority, I'm not sure. But I think a lot, the, a lot of it does have to do with the fact that they wanted healers to be more involved. They didn't want the tank to be that involved with their own, you know, healing which i completely understand and i'm not going to make the argument that the tank should be able to heal for these stupid crazy amounts of you know but there should be a button that you can hit every 30 seconds that just it buys you an extra you know get through this one you know little tight spot or something like that you know because there's there's so much playing on my monk that you know sure you're staggering all this damage but like you're just kind of watching yourself die like slowly with very little self-healing you know and i mean you're you're spamming a fuse just hoping that you know it's 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 gonna keep you keep you going which sometimes it does but i mean just I, i feel like guard fits that role more than anything and it's just kind of silly that it's not there to be honest do you think with the removal of guard being more of like a shield-based class um, is the more of the goal why it was removed in the first place? I know we had a little bit of discussion back in like when Legion was launching regarding the removal of guard, but more of like, you know, looking at how it's it's gone through with Legion pro- progression and just doing rating in general. Is it just that they want Brewmasters to be more of like the dodgy, absorb a lot of damage and kind of shug it off? More of like going back to a lore aspect of the class or do you feel that it's just they wanted to, like you said, getting it back to where the more powerful power is more in the healers and you have to rely more on the healing rather than like self, uh, self-survival? Yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. I'm sure some of it does have to do with the lore aspect of it, which again makes sense. But I think that you can still, you know, it's like look at Soul Barrier. Like make it a talent. Like let's say you don't want to make it baseline. Throw it in there as a talent. That's something that can happen mid x pack. I mean, they just reworked Dampen Harm. They just removed Diffuse and gave you, uh, I think, Mystic Vitality in the most recent patch, which is really good against, you know, it's a, that, that, that's a good talent change. Like, I, I don't see anything keeping them from throwing in some option of, like, having Guard as a talent where, you know, it's just like, it gives you that burst self-heal once every minute, 30 seconds, what have you, that... You know, it allows you to have the option, you know, look at ignore pain. I mean, sure, there's fights where ignore pain is just chewed through and it's like, like, in, like look at Gul'dan. Like it just, you know, I know warriors are kind of suffering on Gul'dan compared to some of the other classes because of the fell scythe being fire damage and whatnot. And it just eating ignore pain up instantly. But the fact that, you know, I think ignore pain probably got overly nerfed since of how overpowered it was at the beginning. They mm-hmm. hit it with a nerf pad a little too hard. But, you know, look at soul barrier for the demon hunter. I think that that is... I think Demon Hunter, like, to, you know, to compare it to something, I think Demon Hunter is exceptionally designed. Very few gripes with that class. And I, I think that I would be willing to bet that it's probably different people that have designed the two classes as far as Monk and Demon Hunter. I would be very surprised if it was the same person that had most of the input. And I think it's very indicative that the person who was doing the majority of the Demon Hunter balancing and, uh, you know, design has a better feel of what tanking, needs to feel like as compared to the whoever did the brewmaster side of things Mm -hmm. 
And do you think that a lot of it has to do with just that? I mean, even though Brewmaster and Mistweaver seem to be the most played spec, um, you know, speaking from Windwalker's side, do you think that they just kind of shrug off the monk? You know, no, no pun intended with stagger. <laughs> but, no, uh, but, uh, I do, think you, a- do you think they've just like, ign- not ignored, but is it that they feel it's in a good spot in their minds versus what, you know, maybe certain players might think it is? Um, I don't know. I think it's just the classic blizzard dichotomy more or less, where it's just like, they're going to do what they want to try and do. Like in, even at the expense of community feedback sometimes, and I'm not sitting here saying they don't listen to the community, but whenever blizzard has it in their mind that they want to try and do something, they're going to force feed it down your throat until they decide, okay, this didn't work. Let's go a different direction or not, you know? And it's just like, to an extent, I understand you have to do that with like changes, but you can make a reference to like Dota or something, you know, you have like ice frog balance changes in Dota and everybody hates it, but then give it a few months. And then it's like, Oh, this isn't so bad, you know, but like, you know, comparing it to wow and things of that nature. I mean, like it's, I think they're, wow is just a more uh, complex game, I guess, in the sense that, you know, what are you at? Twelve classes, not eleven classes. I don't even remember. But it, it, it's it's a, uh, it's you know, double digit amount of classes. Is it twelve or is it twelve or eleven now 12. with the Demon Hunter? Okay, so tw- yeah, twelve classes, and, and things like that. It's just like there's just so many different people that have a hand involved with class design that you're going to have some and, and you know, twelve classes and then thirty whatever amount of specs or whatever. What are you at now? I think most classes have. I think three on average because Druid has four, Demon Hunter has two. So, you know, it's probably around 36 specs if I'm just doing math in my head, assuming everything's three specs. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like you have that many specs. You're going to you're gonna hit, the, you're, you know, and while a lot of them do, like I said, I enjoy Vengeance Demon Hunter a lot. Like, it's, it's I'm having a ton of fun playing it. But, uh, you know, I think that you're going to have some that just miss the mark, and I think Brewmaster falls in that category. So more or less, I it, it comes down to Blizzard to be able to, ask themselves like okay did we kind of you know miss the mark here let's let's make adjustments based on what the community feedback is 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 requesting or are we just going to stick with this and ride it out until we decide we want to change our minds so yeah i mean i agree completely i think it's going to be very interesting to see how they go forward um with brewmaster in general um right now they are starting up the 7.2 ptr as we speak um, which is a lot of people theorizing the final raid of the expansion, uh, or at least the final large raid, uh, which is the Tomb of Sargeras. Um, have you done any look into that at all, or um, any of the you know thoughts on 7.2? Do you, do you think it's going to be the, the final raid tier of the expansion? Um, it depends. Like uh, As far as being the final raid tier, I think it'll just... They're going to decide if they want to... I guess no, more or less how long, how far along the new expansion is. Realistically, I if they're they're already start. I mean, I upfront, I've not done any PTR testing. I'm super casual now. I do my my two hours a week as far as four hours. Uh, I'm sorry, two nights a week for four hours a night, and then outside of that, I'm you know on very spotily during the week. I'm not doing any of the PTR testing. I'll occasionally check up on Twitter with like some of the people posting about stuff, but I think a lot of it probably comes down to again just how how far along the next expansion is. I would be shocked if this is the last tier and they are able to push content to the extent that this can be the last tier and they can roll out a new expansion this soon after the fact. I mean, we're what, maybe six months past uh, launch of Legion. Mm-hmm. I'm already talking about the last tier. I, 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 I would be shocked if it's the last tier. My, if I had to, if I had to bet, I would probably say there's at least one more. 
Do you think that um, BlizzCon, though, they will announce the Ignite's expansion? Do you, th- do you feel uh, like that's probably... That's going to be, like, the hype yeah. train? Yeah. yeah, I would... That, that, that would make a lot of sense to me. I mean, like, November time frame, I would definitely... If we haven't already heard about it, that would... It would it w- would not shock me at all if they announce a new expansion at BlizzCon. Um, oh, yeah. Then kind of getting back into 7.2, um, I'll just kind of read off some of these uh, artifact traits. I'm, I'm not, since you said you really haven't looked into it too much. Um, so the new new artifact traits have been out. Um, you know, obviously still in the testing. But uh, currently, Quick Sip, which is uh, drinking purifying brew, grants iron skin brew for one second. Uh, well, excuse me, one second. And then also drinking iron skin brew purifies 5% of your stagger damage. Um, kind of like the, the vice versa. When you right. drink one, you drink the other. Um, again, this is. do you think this is more of just a little quick fix to, to more of the, the scaling a scaling uh, artifact trait? Uh, what are your thoughts on that, where you get a one second of um, iron skin brew and then also 5% of uh, stagger damage cleared from uh, drinking, for, for basically like a mini purify? Uh, I mean, that pretty much just sounds to me like just kind of like a power creep. I mean, it's just... It's kind of taking what you already have and giving it a minuscule gain, you know, and I mean, the one second gain kind of reminds me of the initial brew stash where it's like very, very minor, but at the same time, like, you know, it's like, you're probably going to have to, they're going to have to address the amount monks are able to, like you, like you brought up earlier, like that will be addressed, but I don't think it's going to be in any, I would be shocked if it's through the forms of talents. I think it's going to probably just be like a baseline, like change to, Mm -hmm you know, the like total to the, amount, to the, the ability coefficients. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. Um, and then uh, stave offs, keg smash 20% to trigger another keg smash. Sounds like a DPS boost. Um, obviously all these are, if you've gotten 20 in, um, 20, uh, trait points in infinite, um, to get up to unlock these. Um, and then the next one is a uh, dread of the darkness, which increases the blackout strikes damage by 5%. You get four of those. So up to 20%. Um, and then the final one, which is, uh, endurance, the broken temple, increased damage by 10 armor by 35% and stamina by 10%. Um, this almost seems like the gatekeeper to, um, uh, the, the last boss. Do you feel that way too? Do you think it's going to be a boss is going to need to have this unlocked in order to defeat it just because of how it seems overtly powerful for me. I mean, 35% armor, 10% damage, 10% stamina is going to be quite a bit of, is that like a baseline uh, thing or is that going to be like a cooldown? Uh, no, it's baseline. Yeah. That's uh, I don't know. To to me, like the whole upfront, I will say I like the artifact weapon system. I do think that it's going to need a lot of tweaking. If it's something they decide to keep going forward, I'm not sure if they will or not, but I do like that. What it reminds me of, I'm not sure how many of the people that are listening to this remember playing back in like Wrath of the Lich King or however long ago it was when you had like the 35 point talent trees or 41, whatever it was. I think it was the huge talent trees where you had the three different specs. You could put 30 plus points in each, and you know, you could distribute them however you wanted and, you know, get like, uh, break points in each spec, you know, like you put 10 points in, you know, I play my DK, I would put 10 points in a frost and, you know, like all these talents, they, they're not really doing anything except amplifying existing abilities and things like that. And I feel like that they're, they moved away from that for a reason into like the current iteration of how the talents are for, for wow in general, as far as like, you know, they want them to be more of a, you choose on a fight by fight basis, like what talent would be better for this. And, you know, they've done, they've done a decent job at that. Um, but I, I, I think they're going to run into similar problems with how this artifact 
thing is working, especially with stuff like that. I mean, like, I highly doubt that that will stay the way that it is. It's probably some initial PTR numbers, maybe even just placeholder. I, I, I doubt that they could get away with making, you know, one point do that much. Like, you know, that, that, that well, being I mean, the difference it's, it's, between. It's probably going to be like an insane amount of AP, though, that is needed for that. So, but yeah, I, but I I'm saying like the difference between, let's say, let's just throw out a number. The difference between having 99 points and that being your 100th point. The, the, the power game between being 99 and 100, that's just very non-Blizzard-esque. You know what I mean? Like, it's already such a huge deal between being 34 and 35. Something like that just makes that look minuscule. Like, I mean, like with what you just listed, you know, right now the 35th trait gives you 10% armor. And everything you just listed is, you know, you, that scoffs at 10% armor. So, I mean, I, I feel like that that's, that's way too powerful. I think that's either just a placeholder amount or it's going to it's definitely going to have some like rework as far as like how it's implemented yeah i mean i, I it's really going to be to determine on the upcoming uh, raid testing which actually started uh yesterday i think from what oh, i remember oh man yeah they're already starting raid testing um actually i'm going to look that up right now just to make sure uh that we have the right uh right but they have they already started raid testing on uh, yeah, February 17th, so actually, yeah, it was uh, last uh, Friday. They started uh, raid testing two bosses uh, heroic uh, in heroic mode. So it looks like probably a couple, you know, a couple months away, maybe more of a, a February launch uh, at this this rate, uh, being so close to the end of a, uh, I mean, excuse me, April launch, being so close to the end of February. Um, do you like the this pace of content in general for rating or you know being that you're now in a casual more casual atmosphere what, what is your thoughts on a new tier coming out do you have that feeling of like a letdown if you don't have a boss that's cleared or no, no. is it are you now just like eh, you know we'll just see how easy the new ones are maybe jump into those yeah i mean like i think that i mean i honestly i mean like I've, it's it's two sides that i'm looking at it like i mean i cringe thinking about how i would feel if i was still hardcore rating where you just get through this 10 balls, you know, three, three instance tier, you know, like, you know, it's technically like, you know, Nighthold, Emerald Nightmare and uh, uh, Trial of Valor all considered the same tier, you know what I mean? So like, that's what uh, 10, 13 and 20 bosses. So it's just like spread out over the span of like almost six months or something, you know, and then like, okay, it's time for a break. Just kidding. Raid testing. I mean, like, I don't miss that at all. Like that's something I don't envy them in the slightest. uh, But speaking from a casual side of things it you know it's cool like i mean like i you know we'll get the bosses down whenever they die the best thing about it is like especially like right now you know we're up to like uh like i said three out of ten mythic night hold so it's like oh uh yeah let's not pull croesus until we farm for a couple more weeks and just get some more gear and it's it's a-okay you know there is no there is no requirement to you know go in there and wipe for hours and, and you know and things like that and just you know mindlessly farm and get the gear as soon as possible you know we'll get it when we get it and uh you know as long as we are still clearing content at somewhat of a you know decent pace well you know we're, we're gonna be okay with that so i i'm looking forward to it i like the i like the quick content and uh you know it, again it, that along with most of the other changes in legion both legendary and ap grinding it co- they come at the expense of the hardcore hardcore guilds but it's for the greater good yeah, I mean, I agree too, as well. It's it, I feel feel for the people that just went through and are finally taking their vacations, and now maybe in a month they have to take another vacation from from work or just in general uh, to get back in the uh, the uh, rating uh, scene with uh, World First. Um, 
And I, the last subject, which I know we talked about a little bit about, you know, guilds kind of folding it in, I guess you can say. Um, but what are your general thoughts on seeing, you know, all these guilds that you co-rated with, or I mean, not co-rated, but competed against, especially U.S. realms, but even some European guilds, kind of saying, that's it, you know, we're done. Do you think it's just the, like you mentioned, people growing up and moving on, or do you think it's just the, the what is it called, the... Uh, not the uh, angst or the requirements, but like the the feeling of never being fully completed as like yeah, an mean, artifact power, like more of the things that Blizzard's introduced, which is a bane to the guilds, but then also like a boom to them as well. Right. And I mean, like, I definitely think that the expansion is taking its toll. I mean, it's a, it's an uppercut to any super hardcore guild just because the, the time investment and things like that is, is, is higher than it's ever been to be at, to continue to do things how they've been done. Uh, I think that guilds, you'll probably see guilds maybe adjusting kind of what they're going, you know, maybe, you know, whether that's doing less split runs or, you know, less alts or whatever. But I mean, like there will be adjustments made. I mean, like, but as far as people thinking that this is, more so than the usual, you know, I, I can, you know, I remember all the way back in Burning Crusade, you know, I mean, like, I remember when DNT retired, and then, you know, when Primo tapped out, and when Vodka tapped out, and then, you know, Paragon, and For the Horde, and I mean, like, all these guilds, you just go back through the expansions, and I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, people just didn't realize it's just, it's a natural cycle that happens. And I mean, it's, it's always going to be that way. And I mean, sure. There's going to be like an ebb and flow to it. Sometimes there's more than others you're going to have, or I'm sorry, sometimes there's more guilds than others that end up folding, but you know, there's always going to be guilds that kind of rise up. And, you know, I mean, like uh, as far as, you know, the overall quality, I I think that it probably peaked maybe a, a couple of X packs ago, you know, you're going to, it just depends on who you're talking to. You're going to have some people that think it peaked and, Wrath of the Lich King, some people in like, you know, Mop and others, you know, Vanilla. You know, I mean, just again, that that depends on who you're talking to. But uh, there's always going to be the, the, the top guilds as far as, you know, even if Method were to retire and, you know, now that we, we've stopped rating hardcore and things like that, you're just going to have, you know, Cool Whip come out of nowhere and, you know, like they're going to be the new top guild that everybody's going to. I mean, it's just... Yeah, people grow up, people get different interests, and I think MMOs in a, in a general sense, I mean, they've kind of went through the super popular phase early on in WoW's, you know, as in indicative, as indicated by, like, the, the sub-chart, you know, it peaked in uh, Wrath of the Lich King, it kind of went on a little bit of a decline, or I'm sorry, it went on a heavy decline there for a while, and then it went on a little, a little bit of an incline and things like that, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a little, you know, it's it's kind of like what's old is new again. Like, it, it, you know, this X-Pac's had a, a lot more people coming back to the game and staying with the game. And I think a lot of that can be accredited to, you know, the – there's always kind of something to do when, you know, it, it, the game the game just feels fun. And, I mean, even with its shortcomings in Legion as far as, like, you know, the legendary system and the AP needing tweaking, I think the baseline, you know, premise of the game is, is very fun. And hopefully they're able to keep that up. But uh, you know, I did, the whole guild, you know, guilds retiring and things like that—that's nothing new, and it's going to continue to happen. So I mean, just like people need to be able to, you know, realize that and not just think the sky is falling. Okay, so last subject to go over before we uh, head out on this brief discussion, <laughs> which I knew would never get to be brief. It's just one of the ways that happens, you know. Finally, you know, getting back to discussing a little bit of Brewmaster. Uh, you know, after being so long uh, with that going on. But uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe even a couple of months ago, actually, at this point, you know, time flies when you're busy. 
Um, and wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. Go ahead. My dog just unplugged my mic. I didn't hear anything oh. Oh. <laughs> you just said for like the last 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's casual, casual problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, um, basically, you know, the, you know, there's been a little bit of a, a little controversy that swummed in the last uh, few weeks or months. I can't remember, but it's mainly about um, a certain CM that told hardcore raiders that if you don't like it, like the feeling of not doing all your all you can be, like having this feeling of that you you can't put in the time to do all these artifact grind, or you can't do this time to do these mall runs, or you know, are these mythic plus runs. Um, and just feeling like you're letting your team down as a result of it because you're not as powerful as you think you should be based on how much time that maybe other your, your co-raiders are. And, the, you know, the response is, well, if you don't like it, quit in, in general. It's more of a synopsis of it. What is your thoughts on that? Do you think that's more of just someone who doesn't get the point? Or I'm very opinionated on the fact, but I wanted to get your, your take on it. Um, if, you know, basically a CM saying quit if you don't like it. Yeah, I mean... Probably unacceptable, I guess, is the most like I'm trust me, I'm I'm all about being direct and abrasive. That's just kind of the person like I, I get it. But being a CM from Blizzard and things like that, I mean, like it's different whenever you're the caretaker of the game. Now, granted, that person may not be the game developer, you know, game. I'm sorry, like lead designer and, you know, game director or something like that. But at the same time, they represent Blizzard, who is, you know, like they're they're, they're the keeper of the, you know, the relic, the relic being wow, you know, they're they're the, the the gatekeeper as far as like they're responsible for giving us what we want, like as far as you know the player playing their game, you know, and I mean like while it's not necessarily wrong what he said, I definitely think it could have been said or she, I don't know who said it, but like you know it could have been articulated a lot better if it was said in that manner. But at the at the same time, like again, I just I can't reiterate enough that they're going to be designing the game based on the vast, vast majority, which are people who are casual. And if that comes at the expense of the top 1%, 5%, whatever, like, you know, it's going to happen. It, it, it's, it's, it's almost always been that way and it will continue to be that way because Blizzard is not going to adjust, you know, core game direction based on thousands of players to, you know, impact millions of players yeah i mean i i couldn't say it better myself um especially with the relation to you know being a brand man you know ambassador of you know it, it's very interesting because coming from that sphere myself in the company where if you say something it could detriment the company so you always have to make sure okay i'm not even though i may have an opinion on this matter i always have to take the company's message yeah and uh you know i just glad i just wanted to hear your your thoughts on it because i know you, you always uh are are fine with uh, and uh, with speaking your mind and not you know taking uh, anything back type of uh, attitude, which is always great and much appreciated. Um, I guess this is the kind of the end of the show, though. Um, so again, thanks for coming on. Um, do you have any uh, shout outs or anything like that? I want to let people know where they can find you at on uh, Twitter or Twitch or anything like that. Yeah, just shout out to anybody that uh, is still following Blood Legion on social media and stuff like that. I mean, like I know. You know, it's it's nice every time I log on, I usually get a you know handful of people that are like, "Hey, man, nice to see BL back again" and things like that. So, definitely appreciate the support. Um, if you if any of you guys are looking for a decent raid team, that uh, weekend raid team, just you know, bloodlegion.com, check it out. We've got a the recruitment thing back up and going. So, if uh, if any of you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter, just uh, at Rignoros, and 
Um, we're looking for a holy paladin right now. If any of you guys out there happen to play a holy pally, but uh, that's it, man. I'm glad. I'm uh, glad you had me on here again. Glad to see the podcast still doing its thing, and uh, hopefully, you know, it won't be as long next time before I do another. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, now that you're in a casual mode, it'll probably be easier to get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah. Especially just have run like raid times. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Rignos, for uh, coming on board. Um, and if you want to shoot us a message, you can go and give us a tweet at Monk Podcast on Twitter. And then uh, show up monkcraftpodcast.com for email if you still use that. Most people don't usually use email anymore. Uh, but again, thanks, uh, Rignos, for coming on board. And uh, thanks, everybody out there, for listening this week. And we hope to have you back here each and every week on the Monkcraft Podcast. Take care.